The Antidote has a return guest, singer-songwriter Lauren Mann. Good to have you back, Lauren. Oh, thanks for having me. A couple of albums ago, you were known as Lauren Mann and the Fairly Odd Folk. Mm-hmm. The Odd Folk are gone, and now it's just you. How has that affected your music? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, I feel like the Odd Folk are still around in spirit. <laughs> um you know, I never really had a permanent band. I had a, a, you know, a group of friends that I played with for about two years. Um, and other than that, it was really a rotating cast of, of people, um, you know, whoever was available to come join for a tour or a couple tours. Um, so it wasn't, you know, super consistent over the years. The spirit of that has kind of stayed the same. Um, I did a tour last year across Canada and played with three friends who came along who I hadn't played with before on a tour, though we didn't call ourselves the Fairly Odd Folk. Um, the idea is still there that, you know, everyone who joins me on stage kind of adds their own creative flair to the songs um, and to the live show. But um, musically, I feel like it's kind of allowed me some almost space too to, um, to find my own sound and my own voice um, independent of other musicians and other influences and just kind of, I guess, forge my own path um, musically. And so since living on Pender Island on the West Coast, um, you know, I've been a part of lots of community jams and, you know, songwriting circles and things. So just being exposed to lots more music and types of music and different playing styles. And so really just uh, exploring different avenues of music and you know, changing the identity of the music from the Fairly Odd Folk to just my name was almost more symbolic, but it's it has, I think, kind of given me a bit more focus, too, to what I'm doing. There's certainly been a big change with your new album, Memory and Desire. I mean, there's no ukulele. <laughs> I mean, that's a Lauren Man trademark. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> well, good question. Um, you know what? there wasn't really a strong decision as to say like there is no ukulele going on this album, but um, I feel like it was a natural progression or evolution, you know, maybe just a greater maturity, not to say that the ukulele is not a mature instrument, but it, it does kind of have its, its own sound. And sometimes um, I can get stuck in that sound. And so part of the writing process for this album um, I had borrowed a friend's uh, tenor guitar. So it's it's a four-stringed acoustic guitar. It's a bit smaller than a regular six-string. And I borrowed it for a couple weeks, wrote a song on it, and just kind of got hooked. So I ended up finding one for myself. And so most of the songs, or a lot of them, I guess it's kind of evenly split, but a lot of them were written on a tenor guitar. It's similar to the ukulele in the fact that it has four strings, similar chording structure. But yeah, it's just a different, richer sound. Um, you know, it was just the instrument that I picked up and just was inspired by. So no fault to the ukulele. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about the memory and desire opener. There is a sound. Mm-hmm. Musically, it brings in your new style. And it also brings the album's theme when it says, mixing memory and desire, waking up to something new. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you never want to go back? Um, well, I don't want to go back in time. 
I think, um, you know, I want to keep moving forward. But the, I think the the whole idea of memory and desire is kind of being in that place of between the past and the future, which is, you know, this the present, but it's kind of this, this space of looking at the past, uh, remembering, you know, maybe accepting things that need acceptance or grieving the things that were lost, um, finding that place of acceptance and then looking forward to what's next. So it's kind of this in-between space. Um, and so that's kind of the idea of the album is a bit of looking back, but not wanting to go back. Um, just, you know, recognizing the past and being grateful for it and all that it's taught you and then looking forward and moving forward in a good direction. Memory and Desire is album number four for you. Mm-hmm. And it's also four years since your last release. Mm-hmm. Were you feeling any pressure to create? Um, maybe a little bit, but I feel like it was probably mostly self-inflicted pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had started writing for this album just after I released Dearestly in 2016. And so kind of over the years... I felt like I was close, like I started accruing like a a list of songs, but never really felt like the writing process was done. I just took a lot of time with the songs. And um, in many of those years, I didn't really know how or when I'd be able to record or what that would look like. So it was a bit uncertain for me for a while. And I did feel like, you know, a bit of that pressure of like, are people going to forget my music? And you know, am I going to still be relevant and all these, you know, the self-doubt that comes in. But then it, you know, it was able to come together. I was able to record it and finally like breathe life into the songs that I had been sitting with for a long time. Yeah, I didn't really feel external pressure, more just, you know, pressure for myself to want to create and want to put out music because that's just what I do and I love doing it. And once I have songs, you know, I get a bit impatient. It's like, when can I get this out? When can I, you know, get this into people's ears? <laughs> but it is, a, it's quite a process. So I have to be patient and, and see it through to the end. Memory and Desire has the sweetest love song, Missing You. <laughs> the chorus says, you keep surprising me with your gentle talk and poetry. I think it's true. I'm really missing you. <laughs> so it's time for the story. How did you meet your special someone? (laughs) Uh, Well, we actually met online, uh, which is becoming more and more common these days. I mean, I live on a small island. There's, you know, not a lot of people my age here. Um, And so, and he's from Victoria. And so we met, yeah, we met online and started seeing each other kind of long distance, but Pender Island to Victoria is only a 40 minute ferry ride. So we're only separated by this body of water. So it's not really that long distance, but we hung out a few times and then just, we would talk on the phone a lot. And so we had lots of conversation and, and just lots of talking, you know, late into the night and hours and hours of conversation. There was one morning I woke up and he had written this funny poem, like not really too sappy, like it was just a funny poem, but it was poetry. (laughs) And I was so surprised. And like, who is this guy who is writing a poem to me in the morning? (laughs) Is this real life? (laughs) Um, So occasionally, we'll go back and forth. And we'll just write silly poems to each other. It's 
a little nerdy and it's very fun. <laughs> um, but the whole relationship, you know, is just a, a complete surprise. You know, I wasn't expecting it and yeah, he's just such a, a amazing human being. And so getting to know him and who he is has been a, a wonderful surprise the whole way. You've already mentioned where you live. And I guess that's something I've never understood about you is why you chose to live on Pender Island. I've been to your place, so I know it's a beautiful area, but it's also kind of remote. I mean, it's a ferry ride away from everywhere. You're an active musician. There's got to be some negatives about the location. Oh, there's definitely, you know, pros and cons to living on an island, but um, <laughs> the commute being one of them, you know, I, I probably leave the island uh, every week or two, like not, you know, I'm not commuting every day or anything. Um, and it's pretty easy to get to town. I have a few friends who live on the island as well, who are touring musicians and do that full time. And I mean, it's a very peaceful place. It's more rural. So you're kind of tucked in the woods. So it's a wonderful place to recharge and leave uh, to go do things in the, you know, hustle and bustle of the cities. And then it's such a nice place to come back to which I've experienced in my travels. But it's really the community here that drew me here in the first place and has kind of kept me here. You know, I've met some of the best friends I've ever had here on Pender, and we've all, we all came for different reasons at different times. Um, and lots of creative folks and musicians and artists and really great community of people. And, I mean, the location is wonderful too. So many beaches and cool um, hikes around here. Yeah, it's made me realize like how important the people that you have around you are and uh, and that can really influence your life in big ways. Yeah, that's definitely what keeps me here right now. Well, back to the album. Your sound has really changed on memory and desire. You know, it has less of the folk styling. It's more mature. And even though it's grown up, I guess the surprising part is that it doesn't come across as being self-assured. You're really open about your struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think that's kind of what I wanted to convey with this album. I mean, unintentionally, because the songs just kind of happened. And, you know, I wrote them over a period of a few years. But um, it feels very honest and a bit vulnerable. And I guess, you know, that's the whole thing of being a musician is that it's a gift to be able to put into melody and lyrics and music, you know, the human condition and emotions. And so being able to communicate that, I mean, it's part of my story that I've shared, but I hope that when people listen to it, they'll adopt a meaning for it for themselves, whatever they're going through, or maybe it will fit into their life situation in a certain way. But sometimes it's a bit scary to, you know, share like more honest songs, but that's what we have to do, I think, as artists and musicians. It's that's kind of the whole point of it is is being vulnerable and and allowing others to kind of get to that place with us. Well, then, who do you think memory and desire will change the most? Is it going to be you or your listener? <laughs> well, it's I think up until this point, it's definitely changed me a lot and helps me process through a lot. Um, and going forward, I mean, I, I hope it really connects to people in a, in a really meaningful way. Maybe it's too soon to say. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, yeah, I, I hope that it is, you know, something that's not just like, oh, this is such a cool song. I like listening to it. That it's it's really can really draw draw things out of people and and maybe help them understand themselves a little bit more or their situation. And because yeah, the songs definitely have done that for me. So earlier on, I spoke about not understanding about where you live. Something else I don't understand is say it out loud. Because the song begins saying that you've never been great about speaking about your feelings. You know, I can't imagine you having any difficulty speaking about anything. Isn't that an impossibility for an artist? Uh, well, I think <laughs> maybe for some people. Um, but, uh, well, and it depends on the situation, too. I've gotten a lot better at this, and I'm learning how to communicate how I feel <laughs> through lots of personal growth. But um, yeah, there's definitely a time where I, I had a really hard time articulating what it was that I was feeling. And under pressure, um, I would kind of just shut down instead of, you know, being open and just um, being honest about where I was at or what was going through my mind. And, you know, sometimes I have felt that it's easier to to write it in a song, um, write a song about it, maybe because that's just for me, like it's, it's my most honest form of communication. Um, I don't have to uh, filter it in any way. I can just put it out on paper and, or, you know, sing a melody, even that kind of helps express emotion. Um, but I'm learning to find that balance where, you know, I don't want to only be honest with my journal and my songbook. <laughs> But, you know, being able to communicate that with friends or with uh, family or a significant other is pretty key and pretty foundational to, to life. And so it's, yeah, that's just been a really big growth process for me is learning, you know, how to do that effectively and how to listen, um, how to, how to speak, but how to listen as well. And yeah, so <laughs> hopefully that helps you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thanks for coming for a talk with The Antidote, and have a good run with Memory and Desire. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great to chat with you.